Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. The pastor, uh, well, he, he knew he was going to be gone today, okay? So he wanted the, the most handsome and the best looking and the smartest of the church but Terrence turned him down, so here I am. <laughs> but it's, it's great to be here. I have, uh, I asked the pastor if I could veer off Ephesians today because when he asked me about a week and a half or two weeks ago to, if I would minister today, uh, the Lord just laid this so strongly on my heart so I, I got permission from him to, to kind of veer the Ephesians away, which is a great book. And, but I just felt led today to uh, just talk to you. I have scriptures. I don't know exactly. I've got all kinds of notes here. I don't know which ones I'm going to do first. I just know that I want to speak to you today on hungering and thirsting and your desperation for God. Uh, it is the most precious possession that you'll have in your heart to be hungry and thirsty and desperate for God. It will bring you through things that, uh, that you never could on your own. It will drive you into the presence of God like never before. Your circumstances might not be great, uh, your circumstances, it could be, oh my gosh, it could be, yours, yours, I have a several here, and these are in my life. Uh, there were situations where uh, bad circumstances happened to me. Uh, love for his presence really dwindled, and I knew what was taking place. There was a feeling empty, uh, lack of power in my situation could be on your job, or wherever you're at, and you just feel like you're not being that testimony, and you need that power. Uh, it could be uh, certain weaknesses and failures in your life that you know only God can take care of, and maybe you're wanting a closerness to God. That little small seed in your heart that says, come to me. The Bible says, come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. When you read scripture, I've got some scriptures here I want to read you, and it's, and it's all about us coming to him. He's, it's like he's yearning for us. He's, he's wanting our heart. He's wanting our, our attention. He's wanting just us to love him. Uh, Psalms 42, 1, it says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul after you. I looked up that word pant, and it said to feel strong desire or yearn eagerly or, or strongly, you know. Uh, for some of you, maybe you come to church, maybe, you know, it's, it's a nice atmosphere or whatever, but maybe you're feeling that, that lack of power in your life or, or you're on your job and you just feel like you're not a good witness. I went through all of that. I, I'm a retired mailman, and I retired uh, after 30 years at the post office, and there was such a, a desire for me to be that witness. 
and I just didn't have it. And so out of the hunger and the thirst to have his power in my life, I started a prayer meeting with myself and God. And it just grew and it grew and it was just, and I didn't read a book on it. It was just my heart's desire. I yearn to be thirsty and hungry for him. Like I seen some of the, the saints in our church at the time. And I can remember just the, the change that took place in me. And it was just like uh, guys would come to me and say, Chuck, can you pray for me for this? And, and some of them I don't even remember witnessing to. There was because I, I wanted to carry the presence of God. You and I have the privilege of carrying the presence of God. We, we do. Psalms 40, 43, 6, it says, this is David talking. He says, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. And when I read these scriptures, I used to read them like, oh, he was just up in the clouds all the time, and he was just praising God. There was something in his life that drove him to the place where he knew only God could take care of him. And so he he hungered and he thirsted, and he was in desperation at times for the touch of God. I tell you, there's not a greater place to be than being that hunger and that thirst that drives you to your hiding place. I tell you, I have to have a drink of the Lord every day. You can ask Wilma. I'm heading for my little office, you know, because they're just, I can be sitting watching TV, and then that something inside of me says, uh, Chuck, I want to be with you today. I want to be alone with you. It's true, and I and I pursue it, but it's just it's just that hunger and thirst uh, that cherish that hunger and thirst. Uh, if you're if you're not hungry and thirsty, start going into prayer. And and there was a time, and I'll I'll share this with you. In 1995, I got saved in this church in 1969. 1995. I found myself absolutely dry and not, not, not wanting to seek God anymore. I didn't want to read the book anymore. I didn't want to come to church. I came to church because I was, I was too embarrassed to stay home. If I could find an excuse at that time, I would stay home. And finally one day, the Holy Spirit, you see, the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. He's such a gentleman, but he can be rough on you. And I remember him speaking to my heart, and he says, what is wrong with you, Chuck? Look at yourself. And it was just like awakening. I don't know how long it took for me to get that place. I don't know what took place. I mean, it was just over a period of time to where I slacked off. I wasn't hungering, and I wasn't thirsting for God anymore. And he spoke to my heart, and he says, look at you. Look at you. Where are you at today? And I and I examined myself. The Bible says to examine yourself. Well, the Holy Spirit had me, and I'm thinking, what in the world am I doing? I don't want to go back to where I was, but I'm not going forward. And so it was just that that awakening. And so I can remember, start. I started seeking Him, and I my prayer was. God, give me, I was hungry for another hunger. You ever been there? You hungered for a hunger, but you didn't have the hunger. And I hungered for that, that, that thrill of feeling his presence again. I couldn't fit, at that time, I couldn't feel his presence. I, I didn't witness. I didn't read the book. If I prayed five minutes before I went to, to work, it was just, it was, a, it was hard for me. Because I had no desire. And I remember going into prayer 
And, and, and the Lord didn't make it easy on me because he wanted to stretch my heart. He wanted to, to, to see the death of my heart. Are you really serious, Chuck, with your walk? And so I can remember uh, so vividly. Oh, I would go in and I would pray 10 minutes and it would be a strain to me. Oh, because I had got away from the presence of God. And I, then I was realizing, oh, how precious the presence of God is that I felt a long time ago. And I started, and I don't know how long it took, but each day I would increase a couple of minutes. And then I got up to 15 minutes and, and, uh, and 20 minutes. And then pretty soon after days of this, I could just feel a little bit of his presence. I'd come to church and I would try to enter in, and I couldn't. But you see, God won't probably do that to you. He was doing it to me because he, I realized when I look back, when you're hungry and you're desperate for God, and maybe things are in a turmoil in your life, and you're going to that secret place of prayer, he's pouring into you that you don't even realize the deepness of of what he's pouring into you is deep. And so finally, after days of this, I, I finally could feel his presence. And you think this guy did not want to eat in his table after that. I, I was like, I was just crazy for prayer, for his presence. I, and it was, it's like, even today, I'm so addicted to his presence. I have to have his presence. Uh, uh, John 7, uh, uh, chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And so these scriptures, when I, when I was studying them this week, I, it just brought back such memories. And I, I just was underlined when it was saying, come to me. Let me, let me hit, come to you and, I, and I'll feel you. Just come to me. Come and drink. And so my prayer lately has been, uh, in my prayer I'm saying, Lord, I'm just here. I want to drink of you today. I mean, I, now I can go into prayer for 30 minutes or an hour. Ten minutes is admonishing him for prayer of my family and my needs and then then I have to spend that the rest of the time in just worship and praise because oh that's where it is if you can enter into the holy of holies uh Isaiah 44 3 it says for I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground and I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring and then David said in Psalm 63, 1 and 2, he says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you like in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Your hunger and your thirst will take you places. I, I, me and my wife ministered at Teen Challenge for like 20 years, and I would watch those kids when they would come in. They would be just uh, some of them are wrecked. Some of them wouldn't last a week. Some of them would last a month. But I noticed those that were, that were so desperate for God, they were hungering and they were thirsting for God. And there was just, uh, it was just a, a, a difference in their appearance. And, and I, after a while, I told Wilma, I said, that one there will make it because they will make it because of their desperation and their hunger for God. And God 
would just, uh, during our service, he would just pour his spirit out on those individuals because they were so hungry. And so, really what I'm trying to say is, wherever you're at in the Lord today, you will be surprised what one good prayer meeting with you and him will do wonders for you. It's just a beautiful place to be, and it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a place where uh, there's one scripture I wrote it down. I can't even remember where I put it now. I want to read it. Uh, I love this scripture. Uh, oh, if I can find it here. Hold on. Uh, oh, here we go. Psalm 17:5. It says, "For in the tri- in the time of troubles, he shall hide me in his." pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. And I looked up what pavilion meant. In other words, when you're in prayer, if you're in agony, the Bible says, you know, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That place that you'll go in that time of stress or trouble when you're in your heart is a place where God he calls it, I'm bringing you in my pavilion. You know what a pavilion is? The king had a separate place in, his, in his, uh, all of his property. And, and to me, I could picture it as a garden with flowers hanging everywhere. And my wife is crazy about flowers. She's got flowers and plants everywhere. But that's how I picture God bringing you and I. My greatest moments in God by far have been when I was in the valley. Sometimes I caused the valley. Sometimes it came to me through circumstances. But those times of intimacy between me and my God uh, during the times of, of me by myself, sometimes it was church, but most of the time it was just in my secret place at home where there was tears and, and repentance and just, God, you got to help me. I can't go on any farther. Those were the most precious times it's, it's uh, when you went through the storm and God brings you out of the storm. Doesn't things look beautiful to you then? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's just beautiful. I can remember, and I, I told uh, one of my brothers at the home deal a while back how that when I f- first came to God, I, I had a rough time in the flesh and in the mind. God had delivered me. He had, he had saved me. I had a great experience in him. But I, it was like I was fighting every day in the flesh and in the mind and just the bombardment of the enemy. And I would come in and sit in the old Haven of Rest Church. This is in night. I got saved in 1969, so it had to be 69 or 70. And I would come in, and God would just pour his spirit out on me. I'd sit there and cry during the whole service. And I thought, what is going on here? I said, so one, I said God, what are you doing? I, I'm, I mess up the whole week. And then I come into church and you just bless me and you fill me with your spirit and, and refresh me time after time. And he says, Chuck, I, I'm really not looking at your performance, but I'm looking at your heart. You see, your hunger and your thirst for righteousness. The Bible says if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. Oh, what a beautiful place to be in God. Uh, I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to keep you long. I want to read one more scripture. And this is the, uh, I love this, this story probably more than any in the scripture. Everybody has their favorite. But it's about the woman with an alabaster box of oil. 
Ah, and the song that I wanted you guys to sing, this is it, you know. And this is in Luke uh, chapter 7, verse 37. It says, And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flax of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Oh, when I read this, I'm thinking, lady, in a good spirit, I'll not let you outdo me in my worship and praise to God. This is like a challenge to me when I read this. I'm thinking, this woman came in, a sinful woman, but she, she showed such a beautiful picture of worship and praise, brokenness before God, tears flowing, you know, and the whole deal. And, I'm, and when I read the scripture this week, I thought, where was all the men at this time? They were still sitting at their table. I mean, and it, it kind of challenged me. It says, how dare me come to the house of God and not enter into worship and, and praise unto him. And then verse 44 of this, it said, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman hath not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman hath anointed my feet with her fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. You know, and you don't have to be an ex-drug dealer or a prostitute or anything to classify yourself as a bad sinner. But the privilege, uh, the privilege that, that I feel today, I guess because of of just like going through two heart surgeries and God just brought me out of them greatly. And I'm just things of life. You can have things of, in your life where you can see God brought you out of. And the privilege of coming into his presence and worshiping him. I tell you, I, I'm very hungry this morning for his presence. I want to carry his presence. Uh, here lately, it's just, uh, it's been such a part of my heart's desire to carry his presence. And I've, I've had the privilege of, even men and women who are on the golf course, we've got to witness to other golfers at times. And it's just, it's like that burning desire. I want to make a difference in my world. Each one of you has a world. And only you can touch that world. I can't touch it. And, I, and I've been thinking lately, Chuck, carry the presence of God into every situation, into where you go, into Walmart, wherever, and just love him with, with carrying him your presence and hungering and thirsting. The Bible says if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. That hunger so attracts the Lord that the Lord is attracted to a broken heart. He's attracted to a hungry heart. 
He's attracted to a thirsty heart. He's, when, those times when you've been desperate. I've been desperate so much I thought, God, you'll never hear my prayer because I have blown it. I'm dead. I'm, I need you. And those end up being some of the, beautiful, the most beautiful times to me in God because of his mercy and grace and that he loves you more than you love yourself. He loves you more than you realize. So this morning I just, uh, I had other notes, but I don't really want to go on anymore on this. Uh, I just uh, mainly want you to be, get hungry for the Lord. Uh, just thirst for the Lord. And just uh, your hunger and your thirst will grow. That's all I know. When I think back of 95, when I shared that just being nothing inside, and I look back on that and I'm thinking, your love and your grace and your mercy, you know, and the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. So draw near to him, hunger for him, hunger for more of him. Uh, I don't, I was probably more hungry for God at the beginning maybe than I am now, but it's a close race because of just realizing the times that we live in. And we're living in the Bay Area where they say 2 to 3% go to church only. And how many of the churches have the presence of God? And I'm thinking, man, I can walk into these stores now and carry your presence with me. Carry your presence with me, you know. It really, it's a delight to me. So... Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.